Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, hello to you. My name is Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here. Marco Belletti coming up in a few minutes with an update. And then we'll kick it on over to Amy Lawrence for those hours of your day. She will then lead into Maggie and Perloff. Uh, They will lead into Bill Ryder. Then we will go to Jim Rome. Then we will go to Zach Gelb. Then it will be the JR Sport Brief Show. And then we'll find ourselves right back here tomorrow night. That is how it will go. Those schedules and all the schedules of your local affiliate available on the Odyssey app where you can catch this show each and every night that you would like to podcast form as well. If you miss any of it, we've covered a lot. We've covered the tragic events of the day. Um, We've covered some of the other news of the day. We didn't, I've been saying that we would get into this. I haven't said his name yet, but there's already people talking about now after the Niners fired Steve Wilkes, their defensive coordinator. Normally when defensive coordinators get fired, it's like, well, this guy's been here a long time and it just ain't working. And Oh man, the defense really cost us that playoff game. So he's got to go. And that's not what happened here. Steve Wilkes was hired. This was his first year. Now, Kyle Shanahan thought enough of him to hire him, but then they kind of didn't have a great relationship or they didn't see eye to eye on the football side of things. Shanahan saying stuff about he's a good man, good coach, or just our interest didn't align, which isn't bad. There's nothing wrong with that. It just looks like a scapegoat move to do is what it looks like. Even, even, even if... It's the right thing to do. If the Niners are better for it, we'll find out. We don't know. It just feels like, all right, who's going to be to blame for this? It ain't going to be me. It's never it's never the coach. It's going to be somebody else. The big blunder in this game was the overtime, how they played that out. Also, the lack of the running game in the second half and maybe not using some timeouts in the first. There were other things. If you list the things that happened in the Super Bowl, whose fault it was, we never even brought up Steve Wilkes. But Kyle Shanahan did. He invoked he invoked his name when he decided to fire him and held the press conference uh, today. Again, his defense 
That Niners defense, yes, Patrick Mahomes led a drive, ran on a fourth down, had another big run, scored a touchdown. That happened against the Niners defense. Didn't like the coverage. Kyle Shanahan had to call a timeout during the overtime. Uh, Gave up way too many chunk plays because they were playing off in the secondary. Sure. That was all overtime. If Kyle Shanahan wasn't prepared for overtime, you're going to hold Steve Wilkes accountable for overtime. There's a, there is some hypocrisy there because basically Nick Bosa had said some stuff about how oh, we didn't, we weren't prepared for the Mahomes run. Like, come on. Not everybody has to hold your hand and tell you guys what to do. There it is. There's, there's my take. There's my take. I've searched for it. I found it. Kyle Shanahan is upset about the defense in overtime. In regulation, the defense held Patrick Mahomes to one touchdown, and that was on a one-play drive where there was a muffed punt, all right, near the end zone. Sure, in overtime, they beat you. In overtime where they had the ball second because you wanted it first, and your players did not know the rules. Whether or not taking the ball first is the right thing to do. And I think most people agree it's not, but that's still something that you can debate and see the other side of perhaps not having your guys prepared for overtime is not acceptable. I don't think. And Kyle Shanahan didn't, but the guy who's getting fired after this overtime is Steve Wilkes. But remind me, did the 49ers force the chiefs into a fourth down in overtime? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did, right? hmm If they elected to take it first and allow the Chiefs to have it, they would have then stopped them and not even allowed a field goal, correct? Yeah, they would have punted, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, who got fired? The defensive coordinator. Okay, the guy that held them actually to fourth down in overtime, not the guy that allowed them, based on the situational football, to give them the ball second to then know that they had the fourth down to convert. Okay. So another thing that could be at play here, um, because I saw this happen with the basketball team I root for, Adrian Griffin got fired this season, and within minutes, there were reports that Doc Rivers was going to be the head coach. So could this be a situation where there's a firing because they already know who that guy could be? That's question one. Hmm. And, Shep, question two could that guy be Bill Belichick? You know, I, I got to tell you, Bart. Uh, Sorry, America, for screaming. That was no more for effect. I realize it's late. When he traded Jimmy G to the 49ers, everybody felt like the 49ers got the better end of the deal. And people cited that because of the relationship those two have. Bill Belichick is not going to be a head coach, at least in the beginning of 2024 in the NFL, which is unheard of. That's the first time this century that Bill Belichick has not been a head coach in the NFL. Well, what's the next best thing? Be what he became with the Giants as a two-time Super Bowl champion defensive coordinator. I could see it, Bart. It's a great point that you make. And you oh, gotta, you could see it. Yeah, absolutely. But, well, here's the thing. If you're Bill Belichick, what are you going to do right now? <laughs> you don't, you okay. What was that? Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? No, no. Look, what, what was that noise? I don't know. What was oh. it? Maybe 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 it's Bill Belichick rising up from the from the, from the dead in terms of something's his rising up from somewhere. <laughs> so I don't know what? So so with Bill Belichick and all services though, like 
what's he gonna do? He doesn't have a lot of hobbies. He got. A, I, I think he broke up with his girlfriend. So I don't. You know, his his sons are coaching somewhere next year. So he's not going to have that much family around. He's not going to have someone who's in a relationship with him around. What else is he going to do? This is the next best thing. And why not do it with a team that seems to not be able to get over the hump right now and be that difference maker? So come in, swallow a little pride that you're not head coach, get the most out of this defense, remind teams as the narrative out there about you is that you want too much power slash you ain't got it no more. Proper English, of course, um, and, and and show what you can do. But now you would take a guy who has his only boss for the last 30 years or how, 24 years has been Bob Kraft. He essentially would have to make somebody else his boss. Does he want to do that? Does he like, what if it doesn't work? Is Kyle Shanahan going to fire Bill Belichick? So I, is this I, a one-year agreement? So, and then, yeah. if it's a one-year agreement and Bill leaves, then you're going to give this defense in six years five different coordinators. I mean, what's what's really this accomplishing? So, look, you know, you talk about Phil Martelli, a, a very highly successful coach in college basketball, ultimately becoming an assistant. You talk about Pete uh, Carell, the Princeton head coach, becoming an assistant. You know, you talk. About, I'm trying to think of great head coaches that became assistants. Another guy, Brian Hill took a team in the Magic to the NBA Finals back in 95. Hey, there's a defensive coordinator that's a little bit up there in the tooth. Who's that's this? not the phrase. Mike Zimmer is the, a defensive right, coordinator. Right. Now, every name we are mentioning has not come close to rivaling the success of Bill Belichick, but there is a template out there where successful head coaches, knowing there's no other head coaching opportunities, have taken that step back and become a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator or some type of an associate or assistant head coach. Bill Belichick does this. There's no question he's going to be the hottest commodity in 2025 if he still wants to be a head coach. And that place in Dallas and that hot seat for McCarthy is going to get even hotter if the 49ers can win a Super Bowl and Belichick proves to be the difference maker. So you think it's going to happen? Yes, no, maybe so. This seemed this seems so knee jerk, and it seems so instant that we there's got to be where there's where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a good relationship there. Bill Belichick has made it abundantly clear he's not looking to have power right now. He's just looking to win. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Now here's the other thing. This is the other thing that we got to put into play here. Mm-hmm. Do we know that there's not some kind of conversation right now behind closed doors between the Jets? And Bill Belichick, and then it's Robert Sala who's going to find himself out of the job. Hence, ultimately, a second act with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, and that's why they made this move. See, this is how we go from speculation to conspiracy. <laughs> this is—I mean, that's that's that's. So now we're adding another step. Well, you well, usually when there's yeah. one step, it's right. speculation. Right. When there's multiple steps, you get into conspiracy. Wait, no, no, seriousness. What are the odds? That Robert Sala is the Jets head coach in week one, knowing Bill Belichick is out there right now. Knowing oh, Mike they would have made that right move now. already. You you believe that? Yeah. Okay. They would have made that move already. I mean, Woody Johnson, he's talked. He's pissed. They, I think they would have made that move already. Even if it still happens, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. But right. I think they would have made that move already. Um, okay. Sports Radio Treasure Chest. Let me open this uh, piece of juicy gold that would be presented to us. Let's say the Niners do hire Bill Belichick 
and he is the defensive coordinator, and they win a Super Bowl. Are we even with Brady now? No, no, we're not. Or do you got to do it as a head coach? Well, because here's the thing. If Brady joined, let's say Brady joined the Rams, right, or he joined the 49ers, they were a play or two away from winning the Super Bowl. Buccaneers didn't make the postseason the year before he got there. They were 7-9. and nine. So okay. if Bill Belichick went to a team as a defensive coordinator and they didn't make the playoffs and then won the Super Bowl the very next year he got there, then that's a discussion worth having. Okay. Well, then why would he do it otherwise? Well, Isn't that the whole thing Bill wants right now is to match Tom so people can shut the hell up about that? Yeah, but he can't match Tom because no uh, the eight head coaching vacancies saw that to be fit to be Bill Belichick. None of the owners wanted him. So, of course, he can't match it. This gives him a better chance to match it because it puts him back in that discussion to be a head coach. Bart, if he doesn't get a head coaching job this time around, what, is he going to all of a sudden a year later without no football be even more desirable? You know the answer to that. Well, it would be very interesting. Um, I, I have a hard time. I have a... I, have a, I can't... I don't think it's going to happen, but I... I didn't bring it up to shoot it down. What are the so? Yeah, here, here's my question for you. Right now, better chance than not, Bill Belichick has ever head coached in the NFL again. I think he has one more crack at it. Okay, he has one more crack at getting hired, and that's got to be next year. So you can't you can't sit out this season then, if he's got a chance at being hired. Go prove your worth as being the ultimate team guy. And I think you could still sit right. out a season, and get hired by Dallas. Ooh, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Well, who's going to fire their coach? That's tough. Well, here's the thing: you know who's looming out there in Detroit. You're telling me you give that to Belichick before you give it to Ben Johnson, the up and coming guy that you know is going to be coaching for the next thirty years, as opposed to Belichick, who we hope, God willing, is alive for the next thirty years. Um, that's a long time. Who's going to fire their coach next year? Um, Cowboys. Cowboys could. Bills could if they don't deliver again. Sure. Um, Bears. The Eagles could. Yep. The Bears could. Bears, the Jets yeah. have to. Giants potentially. Giants suck. <laughs> the Saints. Yeah, I don't know how he's. I don't know how Dennis Allen is still there. That's a good point. Uh, that's about it. How many teams was that? Yeah. Ah, the Cardinals. The yes, Stefan- Stefanski's safe. Um, yeah. G- Gannon, you can't you can't do it in year two, right? Jonathan Gannon, you can't do it in year two. Steichen, I don't know. Steichen, They've had a lot it. of coaches. I know. Steve Wilkes still... was only there for a year. I know, I know. But it seems like Steve Wilkes gets the short end of every stick. Um, yeah, I mean, Seattle, obviously, yeah, the, the eight coaching guys that got their new job, they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. I'm trying to think. Is there is there some? Maybe McVeigh leaves. I think I don't the, think so. I mean, that's been tossed around so much. Yeah, but that was weird. I never really bought it. I don't. That was weird. He's a TV guy, Bart. Like he's a, he's a he's a yeah, in front of the camera guy. He reminds me of someone like he, he's John Madden. He's this generation's John Madden. He has that one Super Bowl to go off of for the rest of his life. Great he's not coach, even as old life. as I am. He's not even forty yet. I I understand that, but when there's where there's enough smoke, there's fire. In four years. There was the notion that he would ultimately retire very early, like a Dick Vitale, like a John Madden, and go into broadcasting and television for the rest of his life. He's a he's an entertainer. You know how much he loves himself speaking. You know how much he loves being in front of the camera. Well, let's slap the old uh, YouTube camera on me, and we can switch jobs. <laughs> okay, I'd love to be the coach of the Rams. Would you really now? Oh with, yeah, with an aging uh, superstar. 
defensive tackle on Aaron Donald and then an aging superstar quarterback in Matthew Stafford. You'd love that job. I mean, you got Nikua. He's pretty good. If I was the coach of the Rams, I'd have to give up my ownership of the Green Bay Packers. I'm a part owner. Yeah, that's right. I feel like you would give up that slice of ownership to be an NFL head coach, though. But Would you want Chef, the job? Would you really want the job, though, knowing how much hours you have to put in daily? I think it would be less than this. I mean, I'm grinding for this. Bart, they don't sleep. They don't sleep, man. They have cots at their office. They're going 17, 18-hour days, and we're talking like 30 weeks on end straight. Hey, only 32 people get to be an NFL head coach. Not only would I be a head coach, but I would be a great head coach because I've played Madden. Huge leg up on everybody else. They don't know how to manage <laughs> clock. And you know what I would do? Yes. You're going to. Yeah. I mean, you can. I would tank the games against the Packers. Oh, well, that, you'd also explain overtime rules if it's been in existence for two years to your team. That would be my I guess as that. well. And then not let the defensive coordinator be the one that's uh, left their hangings to dry. That would be my guess. God, if I was a head coach, I'd bet, I'd bet on my team all the time and then like punt when I shouldn't. Oh, I'd make so much money. Uh, anyway, eight five five two one two four two two seven. Rick is in Toronto. Hey, Rick. Yes, I'm back now again. So, Hi, Rick. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I have some issues with you. First of all, great. When Doc Rivers was recently hired, I think January 29th, finally. Um, you, that night, you were complaining about CNN. Since David Zaslav runs that company, you didn't complain that all, all of the firings that he did to CNN, that's what happened in the bad reporting that night. And you should uh, criticize David Zaslav for his bad behavior on that night when, when Doc Rivers never got fired anyway. It was a joke. Yeah, I went home that night after we talked about it. I couldn't sleep. I was so uh, regretful that I didn't criticize David Zaslav. Yeah, I know. And the, the doc is doing terrible right now, three and six, on his hiring. Is that correct? Anyway, I, I was I just I just going to complain. I have other complaints, by the way. I'm mad at uh, Len, Len Zapper. Zapper, what's his name? Uh, Izzy Zapper. Izzy Apper, Asper, uh, who used to run uh, Canwest Global. When he uh, Len did something bad today with um, recently with. Uh, Impact Wrestling. Well, oh, T now it used to be now it's TNA again. And he got rid of Scott Demore. And I'm very mad at him. He's doing what Dixie Carter did the TNA in the past, and I'm very uh, mad. Just as I'm mad at uh, Bell Media what they did on Friday prior to the big game when they got rid of a lot of people. I'm really mad at them in our country. And of course, I'm mad at the uh, lack of suspension for Morgan Riley. What he did to. Ridley, what's his face? Greg. Uh, he only got Are any days. of these uh, complaints pertinent to what we're talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve Wilkes. I know. I know you're oh. talking about Steve Wilkes. I am so mad about that nonsense. Uh, he was on the TV a lot in that big game. And I'm very mad because I know that uh, Robert Sella had the job and he got a job in New York uh, Jets. And then D'Amico Ryan got the job in Houston, Texas. And Steve Wilkes is because of the the lawsuit against uh, the NFL without, with Brian Flores, the class action lawsuit because the hiring of a, not enough uh, uh, dispersed uh, African Americans, even though I know it's nine now, and I think the NFL thinks they're doing their good job, even though it's a lie. Sixteen would be better to prove that they do care about diversity. So I'm not ha 
happy about this today. I know Kyle Shanahan says it wasn't the right fit. I know, but we know the NFL. And that, that game, by the way, the big game bothered me about the big game. You can say I Super Bowl. I, I, you, I, I, you can say the Super Bowl. I know, but Rogers Sportsnet doesn't own the rights. Val uh, Media does. But um, you can. You, you, yeah, I know, can. I know. I, I just want, yeah, the Super Bowl. Okay, anyway. all right. Okay, I thought right. that was, that show was one of the greatest, better than WWE Creative did. And I'm so happy they got the 120, you said 200, for the, who watched it partially. I think that game was so, uh, 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 I'm sorry to say, it was kind of creative, like WWE thing. So, like, uh, like uh, Elimination Chamber or the Royal Lumber. Thank you, Jordan Grace, for being the Royal Rumble. And thank you very much uh, for that. But uh, I think that... Jordan uh, Grace. Yeah, well, she's here in the Royal Rumble. I was happy to see her. with. Uh, yeah, no, the, her, the knockout's the champ. You're right. I know my TNA, Rick. I know. Sorry about that. I know you like the WWE... It, this is AEW recently, so I don't know. Okay, okay, I, I think I better go. Thank I like AEW when I feel like going life. to sleep. Thanks, Rick. A little wrestling talk. He brought it up. 855-212-4227. More coming up, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Listen Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here. Marco Belletti's coming up with another update. We are doing what we're going to do a lot of from now until... Well, really, for the next, till the next Super Bowl. And talk about all these other teams. Don't just have to talk about the Super Bowl. Talk about some other teams, too. Jason's in Arizona. Who'd you like to talk about, Jason? What's up? Okay, first thing I'd like to address is uh, calling this Chiefs run uh, the same as the new Patriots dynasty. Not close. Not close. Well, um, the Patriots had, like, two separate dynasties. Yeah. I mean, like but then we look at it as one. Okay. That's fair. Uh, and then, so I'm a diehard Lions fan, and I have been for 40-plus years now. And I'm really trying to spray sunshine on, uh, on the offseason here. But I need to, somebody to really be honest. How bad was Dan Campbell in that game? Was it? I, the thing I, I will confirm is that running the ball six times in the second half after we ran what, 15 times for 150 yards in the first half, that's criminal. But the other things, the fourth downs, and it's what he did all year long, and everybody praised him for it. So how bad was this for Dan Campbell? I think that the Lions players, uh, Jason, have uh, spoken out and they've been supportive of the decisions. It's It's what has made them – this new era of Lions football. I think part of what happened with Dan in that game was they were chasing a decision he made earlier that he wasn't fond of. He went for a field goal and they made it, but he maybe did want to go for that one. I think that Dan Campbell, again, what what I said about Dan Campbell was he made choices that didn't work out. 
Now he what? made him remember he made a mistake at the end of the game by calling that timeout. That yeah. was dumb. That was yeah. that's where yeah. we should be thinking about Dan Campbell. So yeah, the choices were fine. They were his choices. He had the information he wanted, and I don't think we can judge those choices um, necessarily based on the result. He did make a mistake at the end. I think I think the 49ers' inability to know what the overtime rules are worse than anything Dan Campbell did. I agree wholeheartedly. And then also I wanted to say uh, when the uh, commanders were – looking for Ben Johnson and Ben Johnson was like, no, I don't want to do it. I was really hoping that uh, they would come take our defensive coordinator and then we would get uh, Vrabel. And then with those two big old meatheads and Johnson, we could call them Hans and Franz and New Sheldon. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> could you talk about more diametrically opposed style people. And uh, I- I'm hoping they figure out some way to keep Ben Johnson here as like co-head coach or, some because that guy is amazing. I, I know Campbell is the master motivator, and his players will put their heads through a wall for him. But X is yeah. On the X. team charter, yeah. you can't sit Ben Johnson. Well, I guess you'd have to. That's where you'd have to sit Ben Johnson in between Dan Campbell and Mike Vrabel because I don't know who else is going to fit. <laughs> that's true, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, and then my last thing is, is uh, I think for the first game in uh, South America. Uh, being as how the Lions aren't on the schedule, I, I think it really shouldn't just hurts me to say it really hurts my soul. It should be Green Bay because they're so young and the love really turned out to be sad for me to say it, but way better than I expected. I was really hoping for a super crappy quarterback for you guys finally, but it looks like you guys are going to have another good star quarterback for a while, but uh, hopefully it'll be a, a two-team punch out for a little while. Yeah, let's let's hope, Jason, that it's the Packers and Lions going back and forth and that the Vikings continue to screw up and the Bears make the wrong decision again. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, um, final note, uh, uh, screw the Bears. Always. Uh, <laughs> uh, screw the Bears. Good night. All right, Jason, uh, with a lot on his mind regarding the NFC North. John is in Rochester. John, good to speak with you. Hello, Bart. Hey. hey, uh I really like your uh your take on uh Belichick to the forty ers It makes sense. And uh it was pretty good. I mean, who else is out there, you know? It's like either him or Rex Ryan or I mean you know, I mean, it makes sense. I never thought of it. And uh and then I also called when you and Shep were talking about uh Antonio Gates. Now didn't Antonio Gates get popped for PEDs as like last year in the league? I thought there was something about him with steroids. Is that true? I, he was suspended four games at one point, but for some reason in baseball it's a death sentence, and in football we forget about it. Yeah, you're right. You know, hundred percent performance. And so that I don't think right. that that and and maybe I mean maybe maybe that maybe. that seeped over to these NFL writers. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I think they wanted to punish them for one year. I mean, that's got to be the only reason, you know, some of these guys are, ooh, you know. And uh, But, I mean, I'm sure he was just trying to rehab an injury real quick to get back in the game. But, but um, so, yeah, that's what I think. And, uh, oh, one last thing. Um I think I had the best Super Bowl prediction, the final score. 
Was it 25-22? No, it was 26-22. 26-22. Yeah, I called you Thursday night on the barter meter. I'm the guy who had the ball hitting Ayuk in the head and getting yeah. returned for a pick six. Yeah, I think that's – I think I got the closest. I don't know. What do you think? I haven't seen anybody that predicted it final. So I'll, for right now, at least in the universe of this show, you've got the closest – Oh, great, man. That makes me happy. All right. <laughs> All right, Yeah, Mark, You want a trophy? Man. I mean, uh, we'll get you a plaque, maybe a – you get something. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, John. All right. He, 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 he wanted he wanted the recognition and then and then wasn't, thr- wasn't thrilled, I guess, with the recognition. Ezra, Atlanta, what's up? Hey, Bart. I got to apologize for calling you Brett the last phone call. So, yeah, the Bart Winkler Show, best one. Thank but, you, Ezra. Man, I had to apologize. But, yo, man, I, I got to just address Steeler Nation, right? I do address not it. understand. No, I just got to talk to Steeler Nation and you. Uh, I mean, you're, you know, you're – you're the Packers, you know, geez, Louise, you, got, you guys beat us in 2010. But anyway, I just don't understand why Steeler Nation is holding on to Kenny Pickett like he's the Holy Grail or something. Like, we are allowed to have a first-round bus. Ziggy Hood, Jarvis Jones, Artie Burns, you know, Kenny Pickett. We're allowed to. We just saw, you know how in football they say, or some coaches or teams will be like, you will not lose your job due to injury. Mike Tomlin feels like that. He's always preached that. You're not going to lose your job due to injury. Well, not only did Kenny lose his job due to injury, but he didn't even get his first playoff start due to injury. Like, they literally said, we're going to start a third stringer in the playoffs over this kid. Yeah, because Pickett was ready to go, right? He was ready to go if they wanted him. Yeah, dude, he was healthy. He could have ran a mile, decathlon, whatever. So I just want Steeler Nation to understand, dude, we messed up. (laughs) We messed up, man. Well, how do you feel feel about this? Uh, I saw the odds-on favorite to land Justin Fields right now is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dude, I'll take... Any cheerleader from any <laughs> You team take right Mrs. Now. Fields, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. What, what, <laughs> what, what is it going to? What is how? What harm is it going to do to have a mo, more mobile quarterback that's more experienced and younger? What harm is that going to do? It's not going to do the window for Steeler Nation to win a Super Bowl is two, three years because T.J. Watt and Minka. So what you want to do is try to get a quarterback in there that can do it. And, Bart, before I leave, I'm telling Steeler Nation right now, go in with Mason, go in with Kenny. I'm down for the Shador Sanders sweepstakes in 2025. That's the only kid kid that I can see beating Patrick Mahomes. Wow, okay. I'm telling you, Steeler Nation, hear me. We go in with Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, quarterback competition. We end up, you know how it is, sub-500, whatever. 
And then we go all in on the 2025 Shador Sanders sweepstakes. That way, when we play Mahomes in Kansas City, we got that Southpaw kid, and he is slinging it. You're going to have to trade. You're going to have to trade up. Steelers, hey, they don't go under 500. Tomlin's getting you nine wins whether you like it or not. Dude, I will give up the 26, 27, and the 28 first rounder to move up to get Shador Sanders. Ooh, you got two oohs out of me. I like it. It's the Steelers. They never do things like that. Come on, have a great, have a great ending. Unlike the Seinfeld episode, be more adventurous with it. Hey, on, why, why are we taking shots at Seinfeld? He's not. I'm wrong. just saying that ending. He's not. I mean, no, that that ending you, was Chef. terrible. Thank you, Chef. <laughs> well, yeah, just think. Think about it. It was, but. All right, Ezra. I Bart, thank you for the time, brother. One love. It was it was it was bad. It was better. It's better than. It's better than it. It's better on a rewatch. But still, it it left a lot on the table. I get what they're trying to do. The curb season was good with it, Shep. Did you enjoy that? The curb season with the Seinfeld cast. You're saying? Yeah, where they like redid the finale. Yeah, that was that was that was. I don't, I don't even know if that was that good. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: you got a hundred million people watching you. You, you got to do better than four people ending up in jail because they uh, broke a good Samaritan law. Like you have brilliant writing, and you end on that note. That's some some of these shows are so hard to end, and the expectations are so high. We want everything to be, we want everything to be Sam alone turning the lights off. It just ain't going to be that. That's a that's a that's a great call. Hey, you open? We're closed. That was. That was beautiful, man. You say it's just ain't going to be that. Right, right. What were they going to do that with Monk's Diner? Well, Sam and Diane got to, back together. Like, like that's, I think, I think maybe where Seinfeld really, and it might have gone a little cheesy, but where they could have gone, Bart, have Jerry and Elaine end up together in the last episode. I think that would have felt really good for a lot of people. Would have felt right. It wouldn't have been true to the characters. Really? Because mm-hmm. they, when, they when they were going down on that plane, it looked like their lives were over. The two people mm-hmm. they were thinking about, respectively, was each other. So I don't know. But she that... always has loved United Airlines. That's what she said. I, I know. She said that after the fact. But if that plane doesn't go straight and, you know, get back to neutral, they are going to confess their love for each other. And I feel like that's the direction it ultimately should have ended in, which is a shame that it didn't. Well, it was also a TV show. And it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't real love, Shep. I know. Was that like one of the well, first instances of love in your life Jerry, that you saw? Jerry Seinfeld is such a brilliant actor that he could, could have fooled me. Some of these shots that you take out of nowhere, I don't understand. Hey, Bart, you don't think Seinfeld was carried by the rest of the cast? Uh, I had that thought until I watched him as Barry B. Benson, which should have won an Oscar for B-movie. Oh, please. Please. You're thinking of a cartoon. He got that- me to believe that a human woman wanted to make love to a bee. Oh, see, I, I didn't even know that. Thank God I didn't watch that because it's just... Oh, perverted. it's a great it's a great film. Really? Yeah. Well, he's brilliant uh, no, comedians with cars when he laughs at every joke he says. I just don't understand. Like, why, <laughs> well, why, why are we ripping on Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld? There's a little bit of jealousy there. I mean, he makes more money than God, so I wouldn't mind having his salary. I wouldn't mind having his net worth. That'd be pretty nice. Well, but then go into comedy. I'm not as funny as Jerry Seinfeld. I admit that. I know that. Well, I mean, you don't have to be so, you know, you know, emphatic about it, but... Uh, I mean, he also came at the right time, Bart. Like, you know, late 80s, early 90s, I felt like every other comedian yeah. got a sitcom. 
That was the heyday. That's when we could have made it. All right. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. I really love what you're doing. I love the show. I love everything you guys got going on, man. Get your opinion out there. Call us toll-free, 855-212-4CBS. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart Winkler. Amy Lawrence coming up. Let's talk to a couple more people before we get the uh, work bag all packed up. Go home. What's up, Nate, in Chicago? What's up, Bart? How are you? Hey, what's up? Hey, so about the Belichick going to San Fran, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Not that he's got the credentials, but reminds me of Matt Nagy getting fired and going to Kansas City and winning two Super Bowls. Like, he should be, you know, (laughs) thanking the Bears for firing him and letting him go over there because, you know, that's a just debacle of an organization. So, Best thing that ever happened to Nagy was getting fired by the Bears. Yep, and now you can just go sit there and coach, you know, one of the best QBs of all time and sit behind Andy Reid and collect rings and have less stress than ever before, you know? How would you feel if the uh, – because the Steelers got rid of Trubisky. What if Trubisky reunites with Nagy in Kansas City to back up Mahomes? Hey, you know what? I mean, it, it was the same thing. Chase Daniels went everywhere and backed everybody else up, you know, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I swear in Chicago we have, like, a written playbook that's, like, sacred that we can't change any of the plays, and it's always the same play as we run no matter who the coach is. I don't understand it. It's the Tecmo Super Bowl playbook. It's, you get those eight plays. Yeah, apparently, and it, it's not working, but no one's decided to throw that playbook out of uh, Hallisall yet. So, you know, <laughs> waiting for that day to happen. Well, keep waiting, Nate. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Bart. That's Nate in Chicago. Down the road is Brandon. Hey, Brandon. What's good, fellas? Thanks for hey. taking my call. Uh, going off what Nate just said, uh, I don't know. Uh, actually, Shep is kind of like uh, baby face Shep in the Wild Wild West, you know, waiting in that O'Kale Corral, uh, waiting for somebody to just say draw, you know? Yeah, yep. All right, so... I don't know. Uh, this might be a question for the Bardo Mirror. I don't know. This might blow your mind a little bit, but uh, okay. I don't know why everybody is so against having Fields and uh, Williams. I mean, it, I just don't see it happening. I don't see Fields. Fields doesn't want to do that. He's he does not want to do that. I mean, if it's for the team though and winning a Super Bowl, why wouldn't he want to do that? I mean, if you look at all the big plays in the playoffs, it's like quarterback scrambling and stuff. And I, I mean, like. You could bring back, like, the Spurrier offense. You wouldn't know who they're oh, going to snap it to, you know, lining them up both next you, to each other. Uh, well, then you need a new coach because Eberflus ain't going to be the one to get that done. What What about uh, um, Waldron? Oh, I don't know. Did you see the uh, uh, JSN from Seattle was asked about him, and he's like, <laughs> he, like, couldn't find a compliment for him. The new wow. OC? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, it's wishful thinking. I just think that that's the least likely scenario. I mean, if you could imagine, like, a Dunze on the field, Moore, Justin, Williams. I mean, that's pretty intense right there. Yeah, you're not I, – I if you're going to have both quarterbacks, I don't know that they're going to play on the – I mean, this is, this is Madden stuff, Brandon. That's what I'm talking about, man. (laughs) (laughs) I I like how you're thinking, but I don't think of all teams, the Bears are going to do this. 
I mean, Bears? Maybe they we should, just talked about the playbook being the same. The Bears are going to do this? Maybe they should call me up and, you know, I'll, I'll be their OC for them for this upcoming year. All right, Bears. Thanks, Brandon. Get a hold of Brandon. Seriously, I mean, the Bears could do worse than what Brandon has proposed. Uh, that will about wrap things up. Again, thanks to Shep and Marco and Amy's coming up next. Of course, we've talked on it, uh, touched on it, gave some longer thoughts at the beginning of the show. But what happened in Kansas City, you know, maybe Wednesday today with the shooting at the parade, I'll just echo everybody's thoughts of, of awfulness. Um, I wonder, like, parades in the future, what this changes. I mean, what, what, what can it change? There was... 800 military, not military, but police officers there. There were, there were snipers. There were, I mean, there was protection and still you can still bring this weapon that this guy had was massive. Uh, You can bring, you can still get it in even with this kind of protection. I just, you know, I think what's going to happen is we'll talk about it and then eventually we won't and something will happen again. I just, I don't know. I, I the, It feels like the train's gotten off the tracks, and I don't know what we can do to not make a shooting like this seem as, like, random and, and prevalent as, like, a bad thunderstorm. I mean, really, it's like, oh, you see there's a shooting? Oh, what? Many a day, it seems. So there could be things that change. I'm not asking to... I'm not asking right here. I'm not I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just saying that I feel terrible for everybody involved. Um and we'll continue to try to make sure we don't lose the bad luck lottery, but at some point what happens with our human brains is we start to think about how it won't happen and then and then it does. I don't think anybody there today thought that that was going to happen. I mean even if they were like precautious and thinking, Oh, I don't think they actually thought it was going to happen. And one lady we know lost her life, many other hurt. And hopefully the, the numbers aren't higher. It ruined what was supposed to be supposed to be a great day for the chiefs and for Kansas city. So again, uh, just yelling into the, into the crowd here, everybody with their thoughts and condolences. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it intersected with sports in a way that kind of made the Super Bowl feel a little bit irrelevant after everything that went down today. We will be back tomorrow. We have a lot of NBA stuff to talk about. I've said that a lot. And the team we talked about tonight, guys, was the Charlotte Hornets. So we'll try to get the NBA tomorrow. Bartometer's back tomorrow, too. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 